Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And you often hear me say the phrase, what in the world is going on? I love to talk about a different, higher perspective about what in the world is going on. And I'm thrilled today to bring you this guest because we've had this global pandemic and we've had the 2020 questioning of the U.S. presidential election results. And now the United States is pulling out of Afghanistan and there's so much happening. What do these major events mean from a higher perspective? And do we have the capacity to understand this evolution and take up a positive role in the great reset of our time? Our guest today is an expert in the Mayan calendar. He will help us look at the significance of these events, how they are related to the different waves of the Mayan calendar, you're going to learn what that means, and perhaps even where are we going from here. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, open your heart and mind, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Carl Johan Kalleman has a PhD in physical biology from the University of Stockholm, following which he was a senior researcher at the School of Public Health at the University of Washington in Seattle. After leaving his academic career, he spent the last 25 years researching, developing, and understanding the meaning of the Mayan calendar. As part of this quest, he's lectured in 25 countries, written seven books, maybe even more than that, I'm going to ask him. And these books have been translated into 14 languages. His current focus is on the application of macrocosmic quantum theory, an all-encompassing theory of evolution emanating from these studies. And I am so happy to have him back for this discussion. Welcome back, Carl. Thank you so much, Dr. Julie. It's a pleasure. Thank you for your, for that introduction. And I'm going to tell our listeners this too. I'm going to ask you live on air here <laughs> if you're ready to come back and do part two. Because when I saw you posting on social media, it piqued my curiosity. And I went and looked and I, I literally was so moved by your post your blog post on the reset the great reset that we're in in 2021 here and it's getting toward late 2021 but this conversation is still so relevant and then as i dug in there was more and more and more and more i wanted to talk to about talk to you about i want to talk about macrocosmic quantum theory but let's save that for another show and this is a formal invitation back i hope you'll say yes yeah <laughs> and Yes? Was that a yes that I heard murmured? Yes? Okay. We'll do part two here. And so, listeners, you're going to have to tune in and watch for part two. We'll get that scheduled soon. And this topic here is really going to, I think, help ease our 
parasympathetic nervous system here and get us all into the groove of what's here to come because we've just surpassed a really important date here. But I'm going to save that for a moment. And Carl, I want to ask you my traditional first question. I asked you years ago when you were on the show the first time. But I know this question, the answer evolves through time because I've had many guests come mm -hmm. back and we get more and more insights each time I ask it. So can you explain or can you share with our listeners what does all things connected mean to you today? Oh, um, it, it means that uh, whatever happens anywhere will have consequences everywhere else. Uh, and... Uh, um and and in 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 principle um all physical matter is connected and basically it is connected because there is an underlying uh cosmic plan you could say a divine plan i have no problem with that and i use it a lot of the time myself uh but at least it is a cosmic plan that underlies all things in existence and in that sense um, i would say that everything is connected because everything that exists is part of that plan mm. well we're going to talk about this underlying cosmic plan. I like that you invited us to think of it as a divine plan too, because we're going to talk about all of your work here. And you, you wrote this blog that I mentioned in the intro called The Great Reset 2021, and it was so helpful. So thank you first for writing that. You wrote that when we are no longer moving forward, it may be necessary to get a grasp of exactly what drives the evolution of humanity in order to find a successful way out of an established timeline. Now you talked about what's the drive of under, what, what really is underneath all of this with that underlying cosmic plan, but help us understand what this means to get out of an established timeline. Perhaps first you can share our, with our listeners a brief introduction of the Mayan calendar and the waves that you speak of. Yeah, I think that is the the best starting point, really. Um, so the the Mayan calendar is a very, I should say, a very misinterpreted uh, calendar. It's been all kinds of stories have been made up uh, about it. But one of the characteristics of this uh, calendar is that some of these units of time, uh, for instance, the 360 day period or the sacred calendar of 260 days are not based on the physical reality. It's not based on astronomical cycles. Um, somebody would say, oh, 360 days, that must be the year. Well, no, because the Maya did know the exact uh, duration of the, of the regular solar year with three de decimals. And yet they choose not to have the physical year as, part, as the, uh, the uh, time unit of their main calendar. So here we have a calendar that is not based on astronomy, but it, and it's not based on the physical reality. Um, and it, what I'm saying in, in my books is that it's really based on a kind of a quantum uh, waves uh, that uh, bring life and bring civilization. 
but it's a waveform. And so it means that it will have peaks and it will have valleys. There will be certain times when there is forward movement, then in, uh, alternating with certain times when there is more like of a rest and integration or even sometimes destruction. All of those things are, are uh, possible there. So it's a calendar of waves, waves that, that in ancient times by the Maya, and I should say several other ancient peoples, uh, used as the metaphor of the plumed serpent. Um, the, and, uh, you know, it, it is really surprising in a, in a sense, uh, before you have studied this, how many ancient cultures that looked upon a serpent as a creator god. You know, in, in Amazonas, for instance, you have the great, uh, the great anaconda. That was the creator of the human beings. In Among the uh, aborigines in, in Australia, it is the rainbow serpent that is the creator god. And, you know, they're probably the oldest uh, existing culture on our planet, that of the Bushmen in South Africa. Uh, they looked upon the giant python as the creator god. And so did the Maya. Their biggest pyramids were dedicated to this uh, 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 plumed or feathered serpent, as it was sometimes said. and. You know, the first time I got in contact with that, it seemed very almost crazy. Why, why would they uh, honor uh, this kind of a deity? Now, I think I have uh, understood why. The reason is that in, in, what they really honored were wave forms, like sine waves that brought life. And that's really what the in in the texts that survive. That's really what the, was the purpose of this particular plumed serpent to bring life through a wave movement. So the Mayan calendar, then, in, in its big picture at least, is composed of nine such waves, life bringing waves, if you like, and the pyramids would be built in nine levels. And these levels, each one of them would uh, correspond to what you might call a state of consciousness. In other words, each of these waves, each of these so-called plumed serpents would bring a, a, a state of consciousness to the human beings on this planet and elsewhere who would download that state of consciousness or, or create resonance with that state of, of consciousness. So there are nine of them. But then <clears throat> it's a pyramidal structure that is best the best way of describing these nine uh, waves. And in ancient times, it is known that you know, the, the, the shaman kings of these uh, cities among the Maya, they would climb the pyramids. And that was a way for them to show that they wanted to enact the whole process of cosmic evolution and end up at the top of the ninth level, which is the top of the pyramids then. And that's where the, 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 uh, wave with the highest frequency uh, is located, so to speak, or that is where 
uh, you can access that state of consciousness that is associated with the highest frequency of these waves. So this, I would say, in short, is a description of the Mayan calendar. It is a macrocosmic quantum model of the universe. And it's not based on regular astronomy. And in this way, it stands out and is something completely different from all other calendars on our planet. And that, in turn, I think is a very compelling reason for us to uh, take an interest in, in what this is all about. Yeah. So thank you. That that was, was really interesting. And you, so what wave are we in? I think you write that we're entering the ninth wave. Well, uh, we are at the current time in all of them, or in other words, they are all accessible yeah. to us. And they are running, they're contain containing to run. And the, the ninth wave is the one that was uh, activated, became accessible the last. It did so in 2011, 10 years ago, in other words. But they're all there. Now, the reason that human beings are not sharing exactly the same states of consciousness is the fact that what we intend and how we create resonance with these different waves and uh, absorb these different states of, of consciousness, that de depends uh, to some extent on our own intentions, what we are doing, what what kind of uh, uh, life we, we are cultivating, you might even say. Mm. So I think another important piece of this then, Carl, to bring in right now that is so helpful, your diagrams are so helpful, is that, that these waves have a day and a night. And like you said, the growth and the rest, but you, you write about the dark age, you know, light, dark, day, night. So what what is a dark age and where are we right now on the calendar? We're, we're at the very bottom of that night. <laughs> so help us understand this. Yeah, no, so it, it turns out to be more complex than uh, you would have hoped for uh, really when you start uh, to studying these nine waves, just for the fact that what the result in terms of how evolution proceeds on our planet is really a product of the interference pattern of these nine waves. And uh, <clears throat> that means since they are not exactly the same and have each one has a particular frequency it means that it, it is somewhat complicated to 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 get fully what is happening uh, now at this time um, but <clears throat> the, you could call the 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 valleys in this wave movement because it is like a sine wave the valleys are what you would refer to as dark ages, generally speaking. And now there are nine different waves. And it doesn't mean then that all of these waves are in, in a dark age or in a light age for them, for that matter. The complexity comes out of the fact that some of these waves may be in, in a dark 
in a in a valley, in a resting period, in a uh, integration period, um, and whereas others are still in in the movement forward and and keeps sort of driving things in a particular direction that comes out of that state of consciousness. So, Carl, I think that this is. It's so interesting because when we began to really comprehend how all of these exist, these timelines exist at the same time, there's, there is a lot of complexity here. But mm-hmm. I think that an important piece of, of what I was distilling from your blog that I think would be so helpful to our listeners today is that, that rather than this being a dark age with evil and, and what have you, there's a pattern of death and rebirth in these different waves. So mm-hmm. I really want to pause here and, and hear you speak more about your observation of death and rebirth. And then I want to broaden it into um, more of our, our civilization here. But can you speak about that death and rebirth process, cycle, whatever you would call it? Yes, I could do that. And also, you know, I'm not saying that a dark age is a bad age. Um, right. It, it all depends on where you're coming from and uh, what kind of values you will have, so to speak, whether you consider it a bad thing or a good thing. And, I, you know, I'm trying to just uh, distill exactly what they are, what they mean, and then for uh, let other people make what they make of it rather than me saying what is good and what is bad. Um, and now, I lost, having made that point, I lost your question. Yeah, death and rebirth. Well, you know, it's it's um, it's an interesting question, of course, and and uh, it has many levels to it. We have the death on uh, and rebirth on a, on an individual soul level. You may talk about, um, and and certainly that was the part of uh, the ancient Maya's uh, worldview. Uh, maybe also of, of uh, modern Maya, contemporary Maya, who still live in the millions down in Mexico and, and Guatemala. Um, the, the the way they they essentially looked upon it was that uh, the the human being was uh, at death would fall into the world tree and be reborn through it basically being re- reborn through the crown of the of the world um, tree and so they had this view of of life as uh, individual life as being cyclical in that particular sense and you can also look upon the the wave movement in, in the same kind of way or the or in, in a collective sense in other words what what happens to all of humanity um as a result of these wave movements and then i would look upon the time periods of peaks essentially as being times of of rebirth, uh, whereas the valleys as being times of death, because usually what happens in the times of death or in, in these um, uh, valleys is that things are corrected that has gone too far, you might say, in the previous uh, day of movement forward and uh, uh, control of nature and and, and other people and, and uh, stuff like that, that usually come 
also with the periods that are day. Uh, it's, um, I, I, I come back to this, that it's not as simple as to say that, you know, a, a, a dark age is a bad age, a light age is a good age. They are distinctly different, I would say, but it's, it's, uh, they, they, are, they are all part of a, what seems like, to me at least, as an intelligent cosmic plan for the evolution of humankind. Mm. The intelligent cosmic plan, I, I, I still go to this, I love that you're talking about this underlying cosmic plan, this intelligence that's here. So I, I just want to, I want to go into history and what that shows for the Mayan calendar and some um, trends in the next half of the show so people could see some of these major events that are unfolding are are giving us really like poignant breadcrumbs to where we're going but but staying on this birth and and rebirth death and rebirth theme for just a minute there's been so many thought leaders in the spiritual movement have focused on the evolution of the individual and you talked about the evolution of the soul and what have you and and there's been a lot of focus on the new human capacities that are emerging emerging at this time as part of this evolutionary spiral yet it seems really important carl that we be looking at perhaps our collective capacities right now of what what we can do when we work together and cooperate and collaborate it seems like we're we're learning how to be this global humanity that we are this one i call it the the planetary superorganism that we are but can you speak to this death and rebirth um from the civilization piece and and we'll do the history after the break here but i just want to speak to perhaps some of this rebirth that our listeners are really looking toward right now and, and getting excited about our human capacities and how it's moving us toward the collective yeah, well, absolutely. And I think you hinted at something here that, you know, I, I think I have pointed out when it comes to, you know, what, what many thought leaders have been presented really uh, recently, that it, it is really very much of a, 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 a intentions for the individuals. You know, people have come to think of spirituality like an individual path. And uh, there there is obviously some truth to that kind of perspective. But but it's, you know, in terms of manifesting the the purpose of, of the cosmic plan, I don't think it is enough, or uh, or even I would go stronger and I say say it's it may very very well be misleading, you know. The, the, it's a concept that goes back way back to the times of of the birth of religions, maybe two thousand five hundred years ago, and and. Uh, um, the the idea really that uh, the the purpose of life is like for the individual to become spiritual and then setting up certain um, what should I say criterion 
as to what is a spiritual life, like an individual spiritual life. Now, <clears throat> what I think, though, is that, you know, if, if that is the only uh, um, uh, guiding light that we have, then, you know, we, we probably will not make it, no matter how spiritual uh, individuals, certain individuals can become. Because it, the, the challenge to, for us now I, mainly is to find some way of resonating together with a higher intelligence without which should not come to mean that somebody d d leads or somebody uh, um, uh, dominates the situation and says exactly what other people uh, are to do, which is, you know, the tra traditional way of governance. Um, in other words, we, we have to <clears throat> find this level that you know, in, in the Mayan calendar system would go by the name of the ninth wave, the, the state of consciousness of the ninth wave, and find a, a resonance with that, which is uh, uh, authentic and uh, um, in, involves uh, all of us, really, um, uh, without anyone sort of being, uh, knowing more than others or, or knowing better how to be spiritual than others. It's, we will have to find that common state of consciousness. And uh, I hope this addressed your question. Mm, it did find the common state of consciousness. I'm writing that down as we speak. And you said resonating together with the higher intelligence. Um, there is a really, really good um, blueprint for us to really um, like develop. And I, I was, I'm just moving my hands, like let's massage this more as we explore our collective capacities together. I love this, Carl. We need to take a break. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show. I'm Julie Kroll. We're here with Dr. Carl Johan Kalleman. And after the break, we're going to really take a look at some of the global events and how they're shaping up with this next wave that we're going through. We'll be right back. Meditation Channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Welcome to the ocean. I've sailed the seven seas a hundred times and found something I like even more than me treasure. Tis the ocean, beautiful and clear. Right now, I'd be sailing over the Great Barrier Reef. It just shivers me timbers thinking of all the fish and coral below me. Wait, what's that floating by? The plastic bag! Bye, 
Blackbeard's eye patch. That's disgusting. Why did you know that many of these things come from folks throwing them carelessly on the ground? It'd be true. Lend us a hand by always recycling and disposing of your trash properly. Boys, get the plank ready. Somebody's got to dive in and get that bag. Any volunteers? All right, fine. I'll do it myself. Find out what you can do to help keep the oceans healthy at keepoceansclean.org. Brought to you by the Keep Oceans Clean Alliance and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, tail wagging, backyard hanging, and of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Find a relaxed position to let go of the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes, or when you donated her private diary to the public library. Deep breaths. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. On the leading edge of personal social and global transformation, I invite you to be a way shower, a change agent, and make connections that inspire and accelerate our collective awakening and planetary healing. Stay connected every week with my newsletter where you'll find meaningful content, opportunities, and inspiration. You can sign up for that at juliecrawlemail.com. That's juliecrawl, K-R-U-L-L, email.com. And I'm here today with Dr. Carl Johan Kalaman. You can find all of his work at Kalaman.com. And that is C-A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. C-A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. Carl, this is, this is getting good, and I really appreciate this introduction into the waves and, and where we're at with the Mayan calendar. And, and even talking about the interference, we probably could learn more about how these nine waves create this interference pattern um, in the timelines. But I, I do want to get to this idea about how these global events are really impacting um, 
kind of what we're seeing in this new um, valley that we're in, and and perhaps you can speak of September 6th and, and what that day was in 2021. Let's talk about the rise and fall of major empires and civilizations and how they've related to the different waves. I think that in itself, when people can see that diagram and understand that we've had this rise of a civilization and a fall at these different times. It's it's brilliant, it's helpful, and it's it's I know it's not simple and easy, but boy, it does shed a light on what we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, certainly on the there is one level uh, which is the sixth wave, the sixth level uh, where um, uh, on a pyramid that is made up of nine uh, levels, you might say. Uh, so it's not the top level, but it's another level that has played a, a crucial role in the rise of human civilizations. Um, in other words, before this um, way was activated, there were no uh, civilizations on our planet. At least not uh, if you will go by what uh, uh, professional archaeologists would be saying. Uh, uh, Civilization, in other words, come into existence as a result of uh, the, the, the activation of this particular plumed serpent. And as as I mentioned before, the view that the Maya and the Aztecs would have in ancient time is that this plumed serpent would be uh, the bringer of of civilizations. Um, And um, this is really how it plays out. If you just look upon, uh, historically speaking, in in uh, the major uh, civilizations uh, that have dominated the world, or at least been the most prominent in in the world uh, over time, um, the the last one of those you might say is the British U.S. Empire that uh, began to grow. You might say four hundred years ago at the beginning of the um, uh, the uh, the last peak of or or the latest peak um, of this particular wave movement, um, and it, I think it's worth pointing out that in ancient times there wasn't that kind of an idea that we have all grown up with that you know the West is the driving the dominating uh, part of, of the world. Uh, but, you know, it is reality that we have been living with for the past 400 years. In other words, for the during the time of, of this particular peak. And this time has now come to an end and it's turned into a valley. And uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain myself that the time of Western dominance of the world is over. It, it will not come back uh, except for very, very temporarily speaking. Now, w- what I'm saying here is Western dominance. It's not the West as such and all its peoples and so forth, but the time when the West have, have dominated the world is now over, I think. And uh, uh, what is remarkable is that when you plot the various event in this 
period of, of Western dominance, basically 1617 up until um, 2011, is that it, it really looks very, very clearly as a rise and fall. And it started, of course, with, uh, not only with the, uh, Britain or in England, but also with the other Western European uh, colonial uh, powers. But over time, and especially after World War II, which is getting towards the end of, of this whole peak time, then uh, the, the US took over as the main uh, uh, factor or, or main power in, in this uh, particular wave. And <clears throat> The, one of the things we can understand from, from this is really why ancient peoples would put such an emphasis on the four directions. You know, ceremonies were always directed to the four directions and they were all being dominated. Uh, sorry, they were all being um, uh, ceremonially uh, honored. And uh, the reason is that they, they knew that the different uh, directions were different, had different qualities, and uh, also that there were certain time periods that favored certain directions, whereas other time periods that favored other directions. And so this is a big thing of, of what we, we are uh, seeing now. You know, just looking at from the perspective of, of the United States, you know, the the first uh, uh, pilgrims uh, landed here, or at least stayed there in, in Massachusetts in 1620, which is, you know, exactly when this peak begins. And then, you know, the peak will favor that particular uh, um, uh, direction this the the western hemisphere in other words for all of its existence but then you know when we come to this end of this which is then really 2011 we can see that for instance uh, great britain has lost all its major uh, colonies and you know it's almost that it may also split up itself um, you know, it's in before the previous uh, wave began. Uh, basically, uh, Scotland, uh, Ireland, and England were three different countries, but they unified right at the beginning of the wave, and that's when the the power sort of started to be expressed from from this empire that then at its height would include about a quarter of the entire population of the earth actually and now we, what we hear from bro, both um, scotland and uh, uh, northern ireland also is that there is increasing talk about succeeding of of becoming independent countries uh, uh, again so it really shows a, a very clear trajectory of rise and fall of the Western empires. And uh, what, what comes after then is a time when no particular direction rules the world. The West will no longer rule the world. And it's not something that will happen tomorrow, but we, you know, step by step, 
we we're seeing this happening and since it sort of comes out of a, a cosmic phenomenon that end to western dominance is really something that i think we must look upon as being part of uh, a reality and uh, at the at the current time and, you know and i think it's important that um i know there's a lot of fear out there <clears throat> and and it's like when people don't understand the these patterns and cycles that you're talking about, um, it just looks scary. It's like everything's breaking down. You you wrote um, this statement. I'm going to read this poignant statement. Um, ironically, then, despite the fact that Trump campaigned in 2016 under the slogan of Make America Great Again, his reign, by any objective standard, seems to have accomplished the very opposite. Unquote. And I want to bring this up not as a political statement. You've done the same thing. It's not a political statement. But to view this from the higher perspective, there are forces at play, like you're talking about the underlying cosmic plan. There are forces at play with this impulse of evolution that are breaking down systems and structures and evolving them to the next higher order. So if we're truly at this place, um, in the valley now, that Western dominance is going away. We're moving into time where no particular direction will rule the world. You just said that no particular direction will rule the world, which to me can be a sigh of relief for many people, but very scary for those in the West, very scary for, for people who, who don't understand these patterns. So anyway, this, this, with this impulse of evolution, it, it appears that something like this was even destined to happen that could help mm -hmm. initiate the next cycle, help break down, move into that death rebirth cycle. So can you say more of how you see at this election, Brexit? Um, it, it seems like there's so many different global events here that are showing us that not only did we have the Western dominance, but now we're letting it go and that that we're moving toward this other direction yeah um yes um i'm i um what would be the specific question i i lost you i'm sorry well just even let's just take the the political milieu in the united states right now yeah. is yeah. so polarized and people yeah. see trump as as you know breaking down an old institution but perhaps not looking at it from this global, they're like trying to reestablish Western dominance and reestablish, make America great again. But so we have different sides of this political milieu and you're really taking us to a more global, um, yeah. higher perspective of it than getting entrenched in the, the two different political parties. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I I think so. I I think that you know if I if you look upon it from the perspective of a cosmic plan, you know it, it looks like now there should be balance between the east and the west, and that that holds some kind of a, a positive potential for humanity long term. 
you know, one, once that balance is established, maybe there is a, a better chance for peace and, and, and so forth than it has been up until the current time. It's also, you know, it's actually not just uh, Western dominance that is now going out. It's also on this level, dominance as such is sort of on its way out. And it's not going to happen over just a night or something like that. But uh, we, we've we've seen in the United States uh, certain manifestations of this that we really didn't see before. You know, for instance, the 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 Me Too movement and the and the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, they are pointing to this fact that you know. People have had enough of the phenomenon of dominance. And the yeah. phenomenon of dominance is not really based on dominance of, say, women or, or blacks or uh, homosexuals or, or, or whatever. It is really the, the phenomenon of dominance of anyone, of, by anyone over anyone. That is what now uh, holds the promise to go out. Um, why is that? Well, it is because our our minds, our our heads, almost you might say, is in direct resonance with the whole planet, and so the Western Hemisphere is connected to the left brain half, and the Eastern Hemisphere is connected to the right brain half, and uh, uh, yes, so th there is now balance being created between the Eastern and the Western Hemisphere, but uh, on the planetary level. But because we're all in resonance with the, the uh, our brains are all in resonance with the, the whole planet, it means that the same thing is happening on, on the level of our brains. Um, and, and so the, the, the left brain have dominance is going out. Uh, the the dominance that it has had um, uh, over the right brain half uh, uh, that is also now going out, and uh, you know to to actually prove this and and uh, verify this it's not possible in in a talk like this. Uh, I'm just saying what I come have come to conclude based on my research of history and how the. Uh, the mentalities, the states of consciousness have have changed over time, and something that's really very much part of the the um, state of consciousness is the mind, and the mind, and uh, it's it, in its very nature is divided by these hemispheres of our brains. Yeah. So thank you, and I, I really appreciate this. It's it's almost like that the dominance, the culture of dominance, is what's breaking down, and and that includes patriarchal systems and and other systems of oppression that we've had. But I I like where you're going here with this evolution of consciousness and the brain and the individual. So I want to I want to share a let's quote. Be, let, yes. let me interrupt you there. Yes. And now what is happening is that. This kind of a peak is 400 years almost, and it's only time. It's only 10 years since that particular shift took place in in the uh, cosmic consciousness, and what that means is that at the current time people are divided basically between those that want to live in the kind of state that they grew up 
and were born into and grew up maybe 50, 60, 70 years or something like that. And a new uh, group of people that are resonating more with this new balanced uh, uh, state of consciousness that became available, that, that this wave shifted into in 2011. So we're only 10 years, which is a very small portion. It's like a quarter of a percent into this uh, new state of consciousness. And still, what, what that means is that there is still a, a, a lot of people trying to hold on to something that on the cosmic level has already abandoned us. Mm. This is so good. I we're never going to be able to talk about everything I want to talk about. We have to do this other show because I'm I'm thinking about all those who are just in this fear-based state of of you're right, the shifting and and people really fearing that there's a more primitive dictator type regime that we're going toward or a single world world order and that we're moving backwards, but we're just barely moving toward the other way. So there's so much to talk about here, but I do want to just get this piece in because I think it will really resonate with our listeners here on the show. You wrote, <clears throat> evolution of consciousness is a much more powerful force than the thoughts or desires of the human being. And this goes for all of us. The wave-like evolution of consciousness takes its course regardless of what anyone thinks, anybody thinks. It has a stronger power than human thoughts. And this is even more so if people are unaware of how its course is designed and that's the end quote so this is really I just want to bring this back in because I want to go back to that underlying cosmic plan that you talk about here that this is really beyond the development of the individual ego like the law of attraction the power manifestation that that really evolution is happening with us and through us and is a force so much greater than us that that we can't just ignore it here, but we have to learn how to work with it, co-create, trust it. How do we become, Carl, we have just a few more minutes left in the show. And okay. I want to make sure, I, I really want to hear you address how do we become a powerful force co-creating with this yeah. impulse of evolution? How can we assume a positive role in this next 10-year cycle, even if we just focus on these 10 years? Yeah, thank you. Let me just sort of clarify then that um, the, the the state of consciousness that I talk about as, as being brought by particular uh, waves emitted from the cosmic center is like a framework for our thoughts and sort of they, it allows a certain ways of perceiving reality. And uh, uh, so, um, Yes, I mean, I, I perfectly understand that people may want to change their thoughts and, uh, and that that could, to some extent, be helpful. But unless the framework is changed, it, it becomes a very difficult thing to change your thought. 
because the, the thoughts will be within the framework of a state of consciousness. And so why what the consequence of that is, is trying to develop uh, methods or techniques or practices or what you, what you would like to have um, in order that allows us to undergo a shift in consciousness, to undergo a shift in the framework within our which our, our thoughts exist. And um, you know, I think there are several ways of, of doing it. I think one way is to study how evolution actually takes place, and uh, which is not really what what you will find in in uh, most schools or or anywhere else. Um, uh, uh, that's one thing. Um, uh, another thing is to uh, follow the ninth way, which is the top level where where humanity is meant to go. And uh, you know, I uh, there, there are places on the internet where you can see how this particular wave, which is uh, has a very short uh, wave period of only thirty six days, you can follow that and see how you change with the days and nights in this particular wave, and what that by doing that you will sort of learn what part of your thoughts, of your thinking, of your actions and so forth that are a part of that, the future, which I would re refer to as the ninth wave state of consciousness. And as you learn from this following, you will also be given some kind of a handle as to where you want to do if you want to be part of this process that is now underway. Um, a third thing I'd like to add is, you know, I have a collaborator in the Bay Area, based in the Bay Area, uh, Patricia Albert, who has developed um, a, a something she calls a mutual awakening, uh, which are practices that really do go to some bigger place than just sort of the individual evolutionary path, but uh, sort of emphasizes that this is work that we have to do together, um, not as a sort of a, a, a some kind of add on that happens after the fact. No, by saying that this is something we will will have to develop together and and to, because we will need to find the tools of resonating uh, in, in, in common of, of common resonance. And what is in interesting with her particular work is that you know she began began to be able to access this state of consciousness at the time that i had predicted a long time ago that this would happen essentially in in the year 2011 and since then this wave has be, become uh, accessible. But I certainly hope that other people as well are willing to sort of do the, uh, be part of the work of developing such uh, approaches to uh, uh, spirituality and to life. Uh, th that really means that we, we, we honor the need for us to collectively without any dominating person or anything like that, develop those tools that can bring us into a common resonance with a state of unity consciousness. Mm. Well, Carl, I wish we had 
so much more time. There are so many other questions I wanted to ask you that I didn't have the opportunity to, but I'm, I'm sitting here reflecting. We have about two minutes left and I'm reflecting how different this conversation is than just understanding evolution biology. And I think this is so important to, to plant these seeds of the Mayan calendar and the waves and understanding literally the evolution of consciousness and how that affects, and I know that, that the biology and the consciousness are, are working together. It's all one thing, right? It's all one organism here, but there's there's so much more to say. If mm. you could say one last thing in 30 seconds or mm. less that you didn't get to say, what would you, how, what would you address our listeners with? Well, you know, I, I, I would say that uh, what what this what the Mayan calendar uh, really tells us is that uh, not only is everything connected and everyone is connected to everybody else, but that there is an evolution of that connection, yeah. and uh, it evolves through different states of consciousness. And un unless we understand that, we will not necessarily see the need to be part of that evolution. And uh, what I think was completely missed in, in many of those uh, discussions that were held in, in the, about the Mayan calendar in uh, earlier times um, is the fact that it points out a direction. Uh, in other words, you're supposed to climb the pyramids. You're not supposed to stay at the, the at a lower level. You're supposed, at least as far as I understand it, you're supposed to get to the top of the pyramid, which, as I my my research tells, is the state of unity consciousness. Yeah. And from that, you know, it, it's like. If you attain that state, it means that your state of consciousness will generate thoughts that are thoughts and actions that are consistent with uh, um, uh, unity and uh, uh, balance and ultimately health as well. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Carl Johan Kalman, for joining us here today. And I want to leave you listeners with his words. It may be thus. It may thus be time for everyone to think about what such a reset could mean. I feel this should be done in the light of the fact that from September 6, 2021, midnight and onward, there will be a climb to July 16, 2031, the dawn, which holds the potential to generate a world where democracy is again cherished and there is global collaboration to tackle the world's problems. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. <laughs>